Tonight, we are going to the River Thames, or as an Americans like to, to say, the River Thames. <laughs> but you did good. That's, you yeah, got you it right. got it right. The Thames. What oh. the fuck? Of course I got it We're right. We're going to, to London. That's great. Where's Lauren? Lauren! Lauren's here. She's here. We're going to, right here, the Victoria Docks. Hmm. And if anyone's from, or this area specifically, Rainham, let me know. Lauren, Rainham? I think you uh, you may know this. There's a Rainham in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So a little bit real quick about the River Thames. It is a status symbol for you Londoners. Well, that's where the theater is for Shakespeare, isn't it? And it's always been that way. One historian said when compared to the Mississippi, because the Mississippi is like our status symbol. He said the River Thames is like the Mississippi, but just not dirty. <laughs> oh, okay. But it does have floating bodies in it. Well, I guess probably the Mississippi does too, but we are going uh, near Whitechapel too. White Castle? I was going to say the same White thing. Chapel. White Castle. Mm, sounds Ooh. great. So tonight I am starting May 14th, 1887. When, Jen? When was it? May 14th, 1887. It is a little after dawn and an Edward Hughes, he is a lighterman. Do you know what a lighterman is. No. Um, is that the guy that lights the candles on the lights the the lamps on the street? No, but that's actually a pretty good. Yeah, guess. that's a good guess. I don't know what it is, but that's a good one. Well, so he's this lighterman is working at the Victoria Docks. Oh, does he like control the the lights for the boats? Mm-mm. Oh, I didn't know this either. I had to look it up, but don't think of lights at all. It's nothing doing lights. Oh, does he load things? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess you can say that. So the the ships come in to the River Thames, oh. and let me. Show show you one more time. It gets kind of shallow here at the edges and it's pretty narrow and you have big ships coming in because this is cargo ports are all around here mm. and the ships can't actually go up to dock because they're um, you know they jut down at the bottom like any ship sinks mm-hmm. in the bottom you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to stabilize it. Right. So they use these things called lighters which is basically a flat barge and they float this barge out to the ship load the barge and that's what lightermen are. So a lighterman he floats the lighter out to the big ship, loads it up, and then brings it back. So, kind of cool. Interesting Mm. history there. Mm -hmm. So, a lighterman is actually a skilled profession. A commoner cannot be a lighterman, even though they just load stuff. Mm -hmm. Because you actually have to know the the motion of the ocean. You have to know the currents, the local waters, the tide flows, the ebbs, and all this stuff. So, the size of the boat doesn't matter to them? So it's actually it's actually a pretty skilled trade. So they actually get paid pretty good. Hmm. And he this guy, Edward Hughes, he has found things before. In fact, I was watching this one documentary where these people, I think they're called like mud clingers or something like that, but they, they get a permit and still even today they walk along the shores of the River Thames and they're allowed to find stuff like old old things that have fallen off ships and they still find things. Mm. This one woman found so far three jaw bones from like the 1800s and 1700s because the River Thames is also a good suicide spot. Or it oh, used to be. That's dark. Yeah. yeah. So whenever I think of the River Thames, I always think about the scene in Spice World where the where they're driving the bus over the London Bridge and they jump the bridge and they use like a little toy car <laughs> to do it. Yeah, it's awesome. Because 
everything relates to Spice World. Mm-hmm. So it's, I art and Joanne. It's a little early in the morning and Edward notices something floating up. Now, like I said, this isn't the first thing he's ever found. And sometimes it's actually fallen off cargo. Sometimes they can get lucky and it could be like a nice fur coat or something that was lost. So their eyes are open in the water as well because if it's in the water and if it's wrapped nicely and kind of tightly, it could be something of value. So they'll definitely snag it up, which he did. And what do you think was in it? The body. package. Body. The package was wrapped around with a cord. It was kind of like a bed sheet, but thicker. And it was wrapped around real tightly. The cord was wound around it several times like a sailor's knot, just completely secured. Whoever put this in the water did not want it out of the packaging. It seems like they wanted someone to be able to open it and enjoy what's inside because they didn't just lob it in there. They took their time to package it up like a neat little present. He pulls this package to the barge he's on and he opens it up and this is what he sees. Nicole's reading from The Tim's Torso Murders by MJ Throw. Throw? What's his name? Throw. 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 Hughes took the bundle ashore. It was a coarse canvas sack and in it was the pallid waterlogged torso of a female. The arms, legs, and head had gone and a section of both breasts had been hacked away. So this is, there was no picture at the time, but this is basically what he found right here. You see how it's wrapped in a nice little wrapping and that's the torso right there. So what do you guys think? Gross. Kind of, who is the one that we did where they sliced off the breasts and wasn't it the guy from the Richard Cottingham? No. I I don't want to, I don't want to give, forego the opportunity for someone else to get a point because I don't. Well, finish your question because you said who's something breasts and then you stopped asking. It was like they cut it off and they made like bookends out of it is with it, silver. They didn't they like yes. Okay, are we thinking of no, you're killers? Th- you're, you're talking about Ed Gein. Ed no. Gein used silver paint to preserve okay. the vulva. Well, the person that I think is my uncle's name. Oh, then no, I'm not thinking the of the last this name thing. is a, a common breakfast item. Who are you thinking of? Arthur Bacon. Yes, Arthur Bacon. Very good. What? <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking of the shoe fetish slayer. Didn't he do that? Slice the breast clean off? A lot of people have done that. Yeah, okay, so it's not original. But didn't Jerry Brudos do it? I don't know, you tell me. Were you awake during that episode? Okay, we have done like 400 plus (laughs) killers. He actually, at one point, used electricity to try to get the dead carcass to pump back up. Ew. I was thinking about doing just a special on that one. Anyway, yeah, I think he did. But also, who were you thinking? Richard about? Cottingham did. See, I well, said I, Richard Cottingham. I thought Cottingham. you were talking about the the Arthur Eggers case where he cut his wife Eggers. up, and it it was just her torso, which is the real. I have the real photo. You remember seeing that photo? It's just that torso. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just glad that I remember some names because, yeah. like, there have been so many, like, so so many. I'm impressed. I remember Jerry Brudos though. The police arrive and take this waterlogged torso to a shed behind the Phoenix Hotel because Rainham didn't have mortuary back then. 
So this is a torso and bodies, bodies in the River Thames, hey, whatever, right? I mean, you have people jumping off the bridge to their deaths. They still do that today. But motorboats weren't really a thing. <laughs> also speaking of breasts. Anyway. God, that is that is horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't we know why. I can't are myself. desensitized. I don't know what else to say. Oh my God. This know. Microsoft thing says very hot weather. No we sure. know. All right. So this torso is found and is obviously a murder as you're about to find out. The coroner, C.C. Lewis, and his witness, that's what they call anyone who also views the body. His name is Dr. Edward Galloway. He was the police surgeon surgeon from Barking. You know, Barking? Yes, well, it's a town in London. Well, England. Well, the, what famous serial killers from Barking? Um, I don't remember, but I do know that it is the name of a town. And he's got his own movie out, I'm pretty sure. I think they made it. Dennis Nielsen? Yeah, Jen, you got it right again. Holy shit. No, it's not Dennis Nielsen. It's the guy oh. that... Stephen Port. Ah, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was episode... Grinder to Graveyard. Yes. yes. <laughs> so the torso was pulled and C.C. Lewis, the coroner, and Dr. Edward Galloway, the police surgeon from Barking, reported on its condition. The legs and thighs have been removed, obviously. A perfectly straight cut. Surgical? Like medical. Huh? Surgical. A perfectly straight cut. Hold on, I got to say. Like Jen's fingers. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, no, that was not a perfectly straight cut. I have three cuts. I have 10 stitches in my fingers. Oh, poor Jen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Horrible discovery at Rainham. A supposed murder. A mutilated body found in the river. No little excitement was created at Rainham on Wednesday when it became known that a bargeman named Hughes had found a flo- had found floating in the river near Rainham Ferry a portion of the body of a woman. The legs, arms, shoulders, and head were missing and there is not much doubt as to its being a case of murder. The remains were tied up in a piece of canvas. The body has been examined by Dr. Galloway of Barking who believes it to be that of a woman from 27 to 29. It had been in the water about a fortnight, which is what, Jen? Uh, 14 days. The severing of the bones had been accomplished by means of a very fine instrument and the flesh was cut as if by a person skilled in surgical operations. No other portions of the body were found and there were no means of ascertaining when the body was dissected, but the opinion is that it must have been within a recent period. The riverbank is being searched for missing portions of the body. So, the thighs, legs, and arms have been removed with a perfectly straight cut made with a very sharp saw. The tendons and muscle and muscle tissue carefully removed with a, quote, keen-edged knife. The head of the femur, which was still attached, the head of the femur was, quote, riddled with water worm holes. Uh. Like little maggots, Jim, but live in the water. Ooh, that was like very ASMR that you just did. Mm-hmm. So I, uh. Also, oh. I have a new appreciation for like cutting flesh. Oh, wow, Jim. <laughs> Like that didn't come out the way you hoped it would. It did not. No, no. I mean, like it's it has to be very painful because like I didn't get cut through the bone, but like it was really, really fucking hurt. Like I, I, I can't oh. even imagine. Like just I don't know. And it, and it wasn't a clean cut or a clean instrument. Like these hedge trimmers had been out in the rain for like multiple days. Did so you get a tetanus shot? I did. Oh my god! <laughs> you literally gave had a tetanus shot. I got. Too. I probably would have gotten tetanus. Yeah, because they were rusty. Yeah. 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 That didn't come out the way that are we taking this <laughs> shot? 
I guess we should. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. The upper portion of the breast had been removed. The abdominal wall was separated, most likely with the same blade. So check it out. Got this cool little thing here. All of this stuff on this guy here. Oh, how do I make this a woman? Oh, it is a woman. Yeah, the, the hips are that, wide. What is this thing? That's a hu- that's a human woman. What is that? This is, that's a bladder. You gross. Y'all are disgusting. Everyone has a bladder, John. <laughs> You're disgusting. All right. So her torso, her arms, and I wish I could draw the lines here. I think I can somehow. Um, her arms cut off in a straight line, both arms, and her pelvis was cut right here. The spinal cord, however, the lower vertebrae, uh, remained intact. Oh, these look like little hands. Look at these little hands. Where? She has two what? hands. These little hands. Oh, that's a tendon. Oh. So these. So, uh, so let me, for anyone that's wondering, you're probably not. So the yellow, those are tendons. The, the small red are arteries and the blue is veins. And then everything else is an organ. Because What about the bones? Are they organs too? No, bones are not organs. You can tell what the bone is. All right, check it out. So the lower lumbar here was left intact, not that's even the touched. No, I'm talking about like right here. All, oh, all of this. Yeah, that's lumbar. This this section right here, the pelvis was removed by a, a knife, not the same to cut off the arms, but like a sharp knife. And then this little part right here was remaining. And then this leg also. And also the breast here were cut off. Kind of crazy, right? What do y'all think? It's crazy. Wild. The upper portion of the breast, the head and the arms and legs have been removed. The lower limbs were cleanly re- cleanly removed from the pelvic sockets. Ugh. All cuts were clean with no signs of sloppiness. An expert did this. It almost reminds me of when you get a rotisserie chicken and you have to take the legs out. Not only has the cutting up been performed in exceedingly skillful manner, but the operation had been carried out on the part of the spine offering the least resistance to separating and that would only be done by a person having a very intimate knowledge of anatomy. Mm, so a doctor. No bruisings on the torsos. So we can assume that this woman was not beat prior to her death. The torso was in the late 20s. The female was probably in the river for about two weeks. They could tell that from the waterlogness of the torso. Oh my gosh, do you remember when you saw that body? Yeah, it was like, I thought it was a whale. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I went up there with an axe and just, and it just exploded. You've seen a lot of shit when you used to go to the beach for, for a bike ride on the beach. You've seen an alligator. Oh yeah, I saw an alligator at the golf course. I would stop golfing down here. Um, and a body washed up. All right, check it out. And dolphins. Nicole, read. But don't touch the dolphins. <gasps> and I got sung by jellyfish. That's right. That's awkward. He couldn't pee on you, and right? He, yeah, he was like, yeah. I already peed in the ocean. Yeah. I, you don't have to pee. No, you poop on, on it. No. All right, can you read 27? And then my phone got swept away by a rogue yeah, wave. A rogue wave. That's right. The general appearances. 20. Does anyone know this story? No. This story is multiple parts. This story also intertwines with another story that is really well known that happened. And I gave you guys a hint, but you guys didn't pick on up on it. Dr. Ripper? This is very close to the Whitechapel murders and around the very same time too. But it's a it's a different MO. These are, these are bodies floating in the river. Jack the Ripper, which we'll get to in another episode, was more of a displaying to the public. It's, a, it's completely 
different. So they think that these are actual different killers. Some do think that this is Jack the Ripper, but most people think it's a different killer. The general appearances led me to believe that the body had never been used as a hospital subject, and it would be quite contrary to the anatomical act for a body to be parted with without the knowledge of a hospital authority. Hmm. So the first question is, well, was this a cadaver? Maybe tossed in the river by some some med students trying to play a joke? Apparently, the bodies used for cadavers in medical school are documented very carefully. Now, I know this is weird, too, because you have like Burke and Hare kind of around the same time, a little oh, bit before, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who were getting bodies and killing people just right. to sell them yeah. to the medical school. So, I mean, how documented could it, I mean, how well documented? Why can't I talk? I think I'm having a stroke. Do you smell you're, burnt toast? You're hungry. Yeah, I'm just really hungry right now. Do you now. smell burnt toast? Because that's a sign of a stroke. Right. Also, there's the stroke song that they used to play on UPN on Saturdays. The stroke song? That yeah. sounds awfully sexual. All right, check it out. We're the- all hungry. I know that I've sang it on here before. All right, so they find this torso. They can't identify who it is. And plus, now they're looking for other parts because who just throws a torso in there? Why don't you throw all the rest of it in there? Right, where's the rest of it? This was deliberately a message. This was a message. It was wrapped in a way that it was a message of some sort. So they were looking for the other parts. The only problem is the River Thames flows in a way that is very confusing. It's slow at some points, fast at the others. So they don't know where the other portions of the body would be at at this point. But they're searching kind of in a general area and they cannot find any other parcels. Let's go to June 5th. June 5th, almost a month later. Almost, but not quite another body part was found. Yet another Tim's mystery. And if the opinion of experts is to be depended on a mystery and a murder of the most diabolical kind. On the 11th of May, the trunk of a human body was found in Rainham and Essex. That's what we just talked about. Wrapped in a coarse sacking and sewed with a thick cord. Where were the missing limbs? Gone out to sea with the sewage and nameless floatsam and jetsam? Oh my gosh, from the Little Mermaid. Flotsam and jetsam. Flotsam and jetsam. The experts thought not. They said the rest of the body was in the dissecting room and laughed at the horrible joke of some reckless medical students. Now, they have formed a different opinion. On Sunday, a discolored and swollen thigh was washed up against the temple stairs. The thigh of Sunday fitted with the trunk of the 11th of May. The covering of the parcel newly found is the same description as the wrapping of the other part of the body. The same minute surgical and anatomical Knowledge is shown in the dis- dissection of both parts. So the pieces are coming together, literally. They're actually putting the pieces together. They're finding them one at a time. Kind of crazy, right? Mm, I was yeah, not so. expecting that. Really? Yeah. What were you expecting? To not find the other parts. Correct. So this, um, going back to Google Earth, the first torso was found around here near the Royal Victoria Dock. The second one. Is that where the theater is? Because Shakespeare's oh, yeah. theater is on that the River thing? Thames. Yeah. This second body part was found at the Blackfire uh, dock, which is around here. So pretty far away. Hmm. They're trying to throw people off. Well, the currents, though. No? Can I just say that when I was on my drive back from New Jersey to here (laughs) that I wasn't expecting to be on, um, we crossed over the 
Potomac River. Yep. And because it didn't take us on 95 the whole way, I, like it took us on 301 through Maryland. It was like the longest. A nice route though. Yeah. Right. But it was long. Yeah. I just wanted to get through. Anyway, but we crossed the Potomac River. And like when you think of rivers and you look at maps, it's like, oh, a river. But like when you're crossing over a river the size of the Potomac River, that is a big ass waterway. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is very wide. And you like when you think, when, when I think rivers, I don't think like you think it's something you can cross by foot. Yes. Yes. Like by with foot? like what you, you cannot you, cross you fucking Moses? the Mississippi. No, you not Moses, but you have you have um, you know, stones you can walk across or like wade through. Uh-uh. This was a large waterway. I have never seen the Mississippi River, but I'm assuming it is probably bigger than it's a large. Potomac. River. Yeah. You can't cross it. No. You can't. It's impossible to You need cross a boat. It. I mean, it's impossible, yeah. By not, foot. Not by foot. I wouldn't swim across. Not by foot. Jesus Christ could walk across it. <laughs> Yes, he could, but I'm not Jesus or Moses. Yeah, he could I'm walk on water. I'm just Jen Collins. Jesus Christ or Chris Angel, he could also walk across it. <laughs> I think that's what Kanye West song Jesus Walks was about. Was it really? No, I'm I just, just fucking with you. Oh, I just watched a documentary about Kanye's divorce from Kim and it was like both sides of the legal team. It was very oh like, I don't even know whose side I'm on anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't pertain to my everyday life, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, but that was my point about the Pound River. It was very wide. And it's just like when you see a map, you just see a, a line. You don't think it's like, they should make the lines true to scale. I think they are true to scale. They are, Jen. That's what a map is. It's just... Then why why isn't it wider on the map? Because in reality, in perspective, to scale. It's kind of what to scale means. Fuck you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? God, I, think, I think you should get off TikTok, man. I think it's right. Having a great this time. was real life. I was driving through it. I am scared about that. I'm not on. Most of my TikTok nowadays is just recipes. It's in the pier between. And Anthony Hudson 2024. In the pier between Blackfriars and Waterloo Bridges, they found another body part. Later that day, even another package was found upstream on the South Bank by Battersea Park, where they had that roller coaster, remember? Yes. <laughs> oh, I was yes. like, that. I know this name. I know this name. God, yep. all of our stories are starting to connect. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Whoa, you know what? Like, if who knows? If, if the aliens are in charge of us and everything is like interconnected, I think that everything in, in life is interconnected anyway, but now it's like our stories and all these crimes and everything is all over the world. I guess at some point, when you hit 400 and almost 50 episodes, we're, we're bound to see some. Um, you know. Yeah. I am not a hidesman. Okay. I have been told that I have a healthy stream. <laughs> Some days. But I will say experts at the time and dockmen and lightermen and anyone familiar with the ebb and flows of the River Thames could also attest to this. These body parts that were found on June 5th should not have been where they are, where they were found. Okay, this is weird. Because what does that mean? Someone placed them there. It wasn't a tide. Right. Or current. The currents here where these packages were found were slow, like a lazy river. They couldn't have been dumped in the same spot at the same time. These parts, two different packages on June 5th, were actually dumped right around where they were found, right off the pier of a nearby a nearby pier. So someone had held these for two or three weeks before they decided to dump these. Now, the, this is important because if the first one, the torso, you want to send the biggest one out so it'll be seen. If that's 
a message, you're now waiting for the newspapers to start covering it. Okay, good. They found it. Now I can start releasing other parts of this body. And not only that, not only because the tides and the flow of the current in the river told the investigators that it was dropped later, about two weeks later, but also it was less waterlogged, the parts, and I'm talking about the thigh and I'm talking about the arms. There were less waterlogged than the torso. This was obviously held at someone's house or somewhere and then dropped at a certain period just to hit the newspapers. It felt like that, especially with, you know, the, the water damage of the uh, of the pieces. What do you think about that? Well, it seems like they were dropped off later so that it's not as waterlogged. So it's weird because whoever's doing this is wanting this media attention. Mm. And this has never been done before. This is prior to Jack the Ripper, but only by a year hmm. and only by a few miles, which is kind of weird. So do people think that, is there a theory out there that this could have been pre- Like his first kills? Yeah, yeah that is the a big theory. Yeah, no one knows who Jack the Ripper is, obviously, but... Isn't there a theory that he's also H.H. Holmes? That is one no, of them out no, there, I, yeah. I, Sable will tell you all about that theory. No, I've, I've, I'm doing the H.H. Holmes story now, and the the motives are completely different. I don't think that would be the same guy. I don't know. Um, but this is kind of different, no? It's, it's different, but it's the same. So Jack the Ripper... Kind At of least location-wise. ...was displaying the bodies in the public. So if it was he Jack... He wanted them to know. Yeah, but so did this guy, whoever this was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and this guy was also skilled at surgery and or could cut. Mm-hmm. So know? it could be it could be his first kills and maybe it wasn't getting the attention that he wanted it. So he started displaying it more so in public and yeah. stuff, tossing it into the Thames. That's a good Thames. The Thames. So the second package found was the thigh and it had been taken cleanly out of the socket of the pelvis. These body parts have been removed with skill, not simply torn off to hide a murder. On July 1st, so almost a month later, a second package was dropped and recovered. Whoever's doing this is doing this on purpose. We know that now. And this, what other parts are we missing here? Well, we're missing the arms. The head. So, so here they are. Well, the head is ne- has never been found. But here is the doctor trying to fit the arm in. This isn't an accurate photo because the breasts were cut off. Mm. I, maybe they... I think they wanted that for the newspaper. Yeah, it was, seems like clickbait. They're like, ooh, boobies. Have you ever thought about like how long? <laughs> All right, can you go back to that photo, that uh, picture? Uh, but, but have you ever thought about like how long it took or even with today's courtroom drawings? You know, they didn't have photography back then, but like how long did it take to draw out that picture of the, that body laying on the... Probably a couple of years since this newspaper came out the day after that they found it. So I, I'm imagining it probably went through several months of revisions. <laughs> it was literally out eight hours later. I mean, right. if you're good at drawing, you know. About two o'clock. It would take me eight years. Yes. Yeah, However, same. I would just draw stick figures. Actually, I would just, I would like get a picture and like stencil it and be like, eh. So this one, the third. Yeah, they didn't pa- have pictures back then. True. This was found. The, these were two packages found back to back. The third one was found about two o'clock on Thursday when some little boys were fishing. Actually, another paper says the truth. They were, they were fishing, but when they saw the parcel float kind of up to them. 
they started throwing rocks at it. <laughs> and right. this was actually in the Regents Canal, which is is weird because the it, the natural flow of the River Thames would not place that parcel in this canal. This parcel had been placed in the canal. There's it's a canal. There's no there's no flow of water. It's just standing still water. It was placed there on purpose. About two o'clock on Thursday, some little boys while fishing in the Regent's Canal near St. Pancras Lock saw something floating in the water. Was it a poopy? Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> a baby Ruth You were bar? supposed to give me a beer and you didn't. I did. Because you didn't finish your own. You do this all the time. And you, you didn't, didn't finish ask your beer. You didn't ask for a beer. You asked for a new co-host. These boys found a part of a human being. On examination, Dr. McFarlane pronounced it to be the left arm of a young woman, well-proportioned. Some hours afterwards, a policeman found two legs, which are pronounced to have belonged to a well-developed but young woman near the same spot. Did they figure out who the woman was? Uh, yes it's and hard. no. It's hard to do that without DNA. It was the 1800s and no I head. I know, but like, do you so think no someone's missing? You know? That's a good point. So DNA was not a thing back then. This is where we're at at this point in time. This is 1887. As far as forensics, police had and police investigators and the constables for, in London, the forensic teams have just discovered how to identify blood, identify it from animal and human. So that's where they're at. That's pretty. Mm. They just now can tell if a, if blood is human or animal. Yeah. So rudimentary. Yeah. Now they do have fingerprints, but obviously waterlogged body is not going to be. And it's a torso. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, torso. It's a nice torso. But no boobies. Yeah, no boobs. <laughs> All of these parts fit that same torso. The woman had never, quote, done any hard work, end quote. I mean, that's, that's unanimous. I mean, I don't, I shouldn't even put that in there. <laughs> the arms were removed skillfully from the top of the shoulder down. So let me show you this little guy again. They noticed the arms because they now found the arms. They were removed going from the top of the shoulder down, straight down this way with the saw, like cutting a cake. But it was delicate. During the autopsy, speculation was made that this 25-year-old woman was a virgin because her uterus was still intact. Um. That was like weird. your uterus doesn't come apart. That's weird because who is Jack mm-hmm. the Ripper killing? Prostitutes. So that's that's not right. Well, I mean, that could have been his first kill. Mm-hmm. Let's not get bogged down with it has to be a surgeon, someone in medical school. Could it have been a butcher? A butcher. Oh, Sweeney Todd. A butcher cuts all day, cuts off those fingers all day. These are the worst pies in London. I do not think that any surgeon or anatomist could have done the work as well as they are not constantly operating, while a butcher is almost daily cutting up carcasses. It may be argued that such skill would be gained by a hunter. Either are in the habit of rapidly and skillfully separating limbs and of cutting up a trunk into several parts. All right, let's end this thing up. You guys are going to absolutely love what I'm about to tell you here. Love it. Love it or list it. Love it or list it.com. HLN.com. Damn it. HGTV. Is it HGTV? Yep. Mm. I want to say there's other parts that were found. We've completed the first woman besides the head and the feet, the actual toes and stuff. We completed her. She is complete now. We don't really have a name for her or even know who 
she is, but she is complete. We're not going to find the head, you know, because the head could be used to identify her. So the killer didn't provide police with the head, but we do have a complete model of that woman. So I want to go to 1889. This is two years after. Now we're going to find more and more torsos, about 13 of them. So now this is of the time of Jack the Ripper. Exactly. Okay. Jack the Ripper is 1888. That's when the huge thing hit the papers and that's all you heard about. One year. So, so 1889 is where I'm going now. So this is during the time. Okay. And I want to talk about the same person who has been committing these awful acts and something I found very, very Interesting. Okay. I'm just, I'm trying to get on the uh, Google Earth here. And we're going to June 8th, 1889 in St. Oswald's Road. And this is in Fulham. 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 Full of shit. I'm going to show you the house. It is along the same riverbank as River, River Thames. Okay. This is the house we're going to right now. It is a big manor. You see, it's huge. Mm, nice house. This is oh, nowadays. Yeah. But there's an embank- embankment going up to this big house. Whoever owns this house is of some notability. Do they have a moat? They don't have a moat, but it does It does attach to the River Thames and then there's an embankment going up. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was a huge gated fence, like wrought iron type of situation. Mm-hmm. June 8th, 1889, St. Oswald's Road in Fulham is where I want to go right now. And we're talking about a Claude Meller, a news reporter who coincidentally was covering the Thames Torso murders. And he was... He he was out in the streets, not actually active working this day. He was just kind of sightseeing and going to get some good coffee and stuff like that. But he was on the Chelsea embankment at 4 p.m. But this journalist gets dropped off by a boat, a ferry, and they drop him right off at that embankment. And he's going to get some coffee and just making a day trip, you know, enjoying enjoying the weather and whatever Londoners do. It was 4 p.m. and he just landed on the embankment from a a steamer boat. He walked up to the embankment of a gated home, the one I just showed you. Beautiful house, Victorian, nice garden, wrought iron fence that separated the commoners from whoever lived here. And through the fence, because it's you can see through it, he saw a package. Now this guy, he's a reporter covering the Thames murders for the past two years. He knows what these packages looks like. look like. Mm-hmm. He knows the canvases used. He knows the cord used to wrap these packages. Plus, this package sort of had a fitted outline, almost like a fitted shirt that you wear that you can kind of see a torso forming here. He knew exactly what it was. But this is this is over the fence in this guy's property, this rich guy's property. Oh, oh. Why is it here? This is weird. Yeah. Why is this happening here? Can I ask a question? What? Yeah. Was this rich guy a doctor? Mm. He was not a doctor, no. Uh-huh. He was a, a a lord. No, he wasn't a lord. He was a... Um, um, an earl? No, he wasn't an earl. He was a barton or whatever. What do they call them? Bartons? I don't know what the fuck that means. Baron? Oh, baron. Baron, maybe. I didn't I didn't know that term was used in England. He was a... I thought that was like a German baron, term. Yeah, he was the third baronet. 
Isn't that like a singing term? Oh, no. I'm thinking of That's something a else. Bayonet? Bayonet. Bayonet is the thing you put on a rifle. I to, know what a bayonet to is. To stab the Charlie with. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Charlie. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. shit. Anyway. All right. This man. Baritone is what you're thinking. <laughs> you're there correct. You no, yeah, Brandon, Brandon got it. I, I was just reading what he wrote. All right. Oh. So this reporter lands and he sees this grand estate with this package, which he knows immediately. Immediately, what's in this package? The owner of the house, a Sir Percy Shelley, was questioned. He had no idea that this package was there. They questioned him. He said, I I don't know. My gardeners were here. This was obviously chunked over into the garden. Someone, anyone could have done this. So the other torsos, the other parts, all the other ones were in the river. This one, however, was tossed over into his garden. Inside the package, two large flaps of skin, the uterus and placenta of a woman, the arms and hands, both her thighs, both legs and feet, and her trunk divided into three parts. I'm just very upset by this. So hold on a second. All of that was wrapped together. That's the first time it has come in a bundle deal. Hmm. AT&T bundle deal. No one wants the fucking phone, assholes. AT&T fucked me all right, over. Jen, Jen, all right. I'm I not did. going into it. I just wanted to say that. All right. Inside the package, two large flaps of skin. Just crazy. The uterus, placenta of a woman, arms, hands, both thighs, both legs, and feet, trunk divided into three parts. Yeah, Brendan made a good point on here. The Was she pregnant? The placenta? Because you don't like have a placenta unless you are pregnant. Like the baby lives in the placenta. Placenta is not an automatic thing. All I know is those things cost a lot of money because I had to order one the other day. Yeah. Anyway. For your ritual. All right. To feed, to feed your. Okay. So your man. That's the tattoo. That's the cliffhanger, right? All right. It's the new package. What'd you guys think? I'm intrigued. Thrown over the railing. Thrown over the railing. Oh, yeah. Into the garden. But wait, hold on. Wait, go. Go back for a second. Yeah, please. All right, hold on a second. There's a package, canvas-wrapped body parts of pretty much all the all the appendages and all the flaps of skin that could make a full woman, save for the head. I don't like that term, flaps of skin. I don't like that. Thrown over into this guy's house. He was questioned, Sir Percy Shelley. I don't know why it was there. Okay, and that's where I'm stopping. The okay. severed body parts thrown over the railings of Sir Percy Shelley. No one knows who that is, but you may have heard of his mother. Mary Shelley? Oh! Oh. Wait, what? (laughs) That's fucking creepy. That's crazy. I was thinking, I kept thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, he's trying to make, if he's related to Mary Shelley. He's making the bride of Frankenstein. He's using woman parts to make the bride of Frankenstein. The first time a complete bundle deal of body parts was purposely thrown over the railings of this magnificent manor of the son, because the mother had died about 40 years prior, of the son, not only the son, but the only son, the oddball son, the only one who actually survived childbirth. It was thrown over his home, the home of a once Mary Shelley who in, who came up with Frankenstein. No, what is a, considered to be the first horror book. Correct. A perfect, a perfect storm, right? I mean, think about it. Is that a coincidence? No. Out of all I of the, think not. There's no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> Out of all of the big manners, are anywhere he whoever thrown this, 
whoever placed this that package ain't no could have thrown it. He chose the home of Mary Shelley, the Frankenstein creator. That's crazy. Damn. <laughs> I was not expecting no, that. No, but think about it. Like, like they're all individual parts. Like, they're trying to build a, a, a Frankenstein, but a lady Frankenstein, the wife a of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Is that not fucking cool? A Francis Stein. <laughs> a, so, Fran- a Francis Stein. So, on the next episode, we're going to talk about that. Plus, we are going to transition into Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes from here. Oh. Um, for you Supremos, we're going to record on Wednesday cool. for you guys okay. next episode because I owe you guys another episode and we got to get to. Um, this week has been kind of crazy, so we're stopping here with one. So that's it. That's what I got. I hope you guys liked it. I know it's a little uh, different, but... Uh, Fun! Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Mary it, re- honestly, <laughs> I, I kind of want to go watch Young Frankenstein. Did you? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, so you like... When you heard Sir Percy Shelley, did you... Like, I did think Mary Shelley. I will say. I was like, I wonder if they're related. He's related to Mary Shelley. I was like, that sounds but familiar. Like, not... Wasn't expecting that to actually be... Is related. that not fucking nuts? Yeah, that's yeah. wild. I mean, that is not a coincidence. I don't give a shit. There's no fucking way that can be a coincidence. Right? No. <laughs> Zero. Agree. Agree. Uh, anyway. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And that's all I got. So thank you so much for being here. And I don't know. Happy birthday, Jen. Thank you. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. I kind of run this shit.